We are here with another episode of 15 Minutes with Scooter Wilkerson, man. Listen, y'all, we all blessed to be here. It's, 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 a, it's a good day. It's a good day. I hope everybody get back home to their children, everybody get home to their families at the end of the day, because that's all that matters. And I hope if you, whatever home you got, no matter how big it is, make it into your mansion. Make it into your mansion. I don't care if you living in a tent in the middle of a park. Make that thing into your mansion. Make it the most beautifulest tent you ever made. Make it the most beautiful one bedroom. Enjoy it, man. Enjoy it. Because life's all about enjoying it and pushing pushing life to, to the illest standards of whatever you can push it to, man. Because, you know, at the end of the day, mortality is real. Niggas passing away at a fast rate. We get past it and we all get to the next step of greatness. But, you know, don't get... Don't get so caught up in the grind and having that you don't appreciate the little stuff that you have. Because it's always somebody who will love what you got. It's always somebody who will love what you got. You, 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 what you have is beautiful somebody else. It's a cliche, but you know, at the end of the day, it's somebody who can't walk, somebody who can't talk, somebody who can't see, somebody who can't do a lot of things that you could do, somebody who can't breathe, somebody on a ventilator that's wishing they could get get off it so you know let's have fun with life let's enjoy it let's enjoy our time here today gonna be a lighter episode because the news is starting to stress me out so i'm gonna go with um some cnn entertainment because i ain't i ain't messing with all these other things these prequels they're saying that the prequels are making a case uh um, better call Saul and obi-wan kenobi make a case for the art of a prequel Better Call Saul is basically like a prequel of Breaking Bad. I haven't tuned into. I tuned into season one. They get going five seasons, which I'm shocked that it's lasting this long. But it must be a really amazing show, and I need to go back and start to watch it because it's lasting this long, and I didn't think it had this long of a shelf life. Which Better Call Saul is basically like Walter White's attorney from Breaking Bad. I must walk away. I just think that um, it's not better than The Wire. That's what I can say. That's my opinion. But I think if you like Walter White over The Wire, you are part of the problem. That's my opinion. Because you just like... I think Walter White is like the Eminem of drug... De- nah, he like the... He, yeah, he like the Eminem of drug dealer because he stay in his lane... He he's himself. Like he didn't get out here and try to like wear a bunch of stuff that we wear and do what we do and everything like that. He ain't the Jack Harlow a drug dealer. I'm cool, Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow can stay where he at. He ain't, I don't think Jack Harlow down for the culture at all. I think Jack Harlow gonna pull a machine gun Kelly as soon as he can. But yeah, Walter White. He just gentrifying drug dealing on TV. I don't think Walter White is better than um any character on the wire. Or any part of the show in a wire, as good as Breaking Bad is, it's, it can't touch, can't hold a thumb to the wire. But yeah, these prequels, Obi Wan Kenobi, the prequel, it follows Obi Wan's life before like a lot of the Star Wars movies, the newer Star Wars movies started. It like well, basically like New Hope and all that stuff like that, and Return of the Jedi, those Star Wars, like Luke Skywalker Star Wars. Obi-Wan Kenobi, I thoroughly, I watched every episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi. I thoroughly enjoyed Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I think even if you don't like Star Wars, you'll like Obi-Wan Kenobi. So check that out, man. Check that show out. Obi-Wan was thorough because Obi-Wan was like, I think I think think too intensely and too deep on these shows because he he reminded me of like 
a bruised, battered, skilled, old assassin. Like, he gave me, what's that movie where, um, oh, man, I'm going to look that movie up. Oh, there was an old assassin in the 90s, and he was, um, lived next door to the little girl, and the little girl was about to get kidnapped, and he saved her. Like, Obi-Wan give me, like, John Wick vibes. Like, it just gives me, like, he got a mission, and he's staying on that mission and you know the past is the past and the things that happen is the things that happen it's it, it, it's kind of lit to me i love like watching stories of people who basically like lost everything and don't have nothing to live for but the mission and then some things happen in their life to make them question is the mission even worth it and that's what i think it was part of my life because for years i, I didn't want to have no kids i didn't want to have no family I was fine by myself. I was living for myself. Then, boom, granny gets sick. Got to take care of granny. Then it's like, boom, like, man, look, a family ain't that bad. And ain't what you, and I'm starting to, I think that a lot of black men, we live so much on the edge of survival, especially people from my generation. I only can speak on my generation because that's where I'm from. And I think the next group of kids is going to be even worse because they're literally like just living to survive. Like, these kids who grew up in, who were born in, like, 2000, they're, like, 21 now, 22, 23. Those kids are, like, really born off survival because the last five years have been nothing about nothing but about surviving. And when you live so much about survival, especially when you're from poverty and you're from being broke, family structure is not big for you. And over the years, I've been learning that, you know, once I got out of surviving, it was like, you know what do I do? Like, let's build this family structure. Let's build this team. Let's build these, this squad together. Cause it was like being from poverty is more about your friends. Like your friends are your survival line. You and your friends share clothes. You and your friends share food. You and your friends share hobbies and interests and everything. And it's just about y'all. And as you grow older, you realize like your friends got to do their own thing and you got to do your own thing. And it becomes about your little circle in your home and that becomes your survival base and that becomes like how are we going to survive and how are we going to do this and it's less about the city and less about the people that you grew up with no it's just random but that's what obi-wan kenobi give me vibes as like a man trying to figure it out an elder an older man trying to figure it out not like an elder 40 year old but a 30-year-old, late 30-year-old trying to figure it out. That's why I think Obi-Wan is about 30, 40 at this time. 40-something. I don't know. He ain't got no kids. He ain't got nothing. He just out here surviving through the mission. Ain't nothing worse than surviving through the mission, boy. That give me, like, McNulty from The Wire vibes. That's why I say The Wire was such a great show, because it was so layered. Like, McNulty really was all about the case, bro. Fuck that. He didn't give a fuck about nothing. He tore his family structure down. He tore his marriage down. Everything was about the case and getting it done and about being the smartest man in the room. And at the end of the day, you could lose so much trying to prove points and trying to do things that you you lose yourself or you don't even know who you are because everything is justified through this job or everything is justified through these things that aren't reality. Like in reality, all you got is your family. Me going to, like, I, that was the first funeral I've been to in a minute. I realized that all you got is the people that love you. And the people that love you are the people left here with your memories. So, it just is what it is at this point. 
Oh my God, that's just fucked me up. Chelsea Handler and Joe Coy broke up. What the fuck? I don't know if y'all used to watch Chelsea lately, but um, she was she was messing with Joe Coy, one of my favorite comedians, and they just broke up. God damn, I'm not even into gossip, but that fucked me up because I was like, oh my lord, Joe Coy, shit. What Alex Rodriguez said before Jennifer Lopez married Ben Affleck. Man, Alex Rodriguez probably said, fuck that nigga that you love so much. I know you ain't think. <laughs> Imagine Alex Rodriguez, one of the richest athletes of all time, on the phone. I'm just saying you can do better. Tell me, have you heard that lately? I'm just saying you could do better. <laughs> Marvin's Rule was a wicked song, bro. But I think every man had his Marvin's Rule moment. <laughs> you had it one time in your life. Calling your ex. Oh, my God, Drake. <laughs> Drake was dirty back into the fullest. If y'all don't know what dirty backing is, y'all ain't been listening to this podcast long enough. Dirty macking is when you basically try to persuade a woman to do the things you want her to do by talking down about another man. And Drake dirty macked in that song. And he <laughs> said, I'm just saying you can do better. As soon as I finish this episode recording, I'm definitely going to bang Marvin's room. I think I'm going to make a Dirty Mac playlist. I don't know, man. <laughs> Damn, he'll say, I'm just saying you could do better. Imagine Drake calling your girlfriend and you just a regular dude and he calling your girl. You just a regular dude making a little 100K a, a year. Regular person, you know, got a little good credit. <laughs> Drake come with his Mercedes Pullman telling your girl that I'm just saying you could do better. <laughs> You'll be sick. Like, what key? That plays on a man's confidence issues, but I think you should be full-on confident because your woman chose you over Drake, over wheelchair Jimmy, over the boy that think he him, but that might be him. Kiki Palmer is so, so funny. Kiki Palmer seen this person on the internet. And I don't know if y'all know, Kiki Palmer said, I don't know who that is. They say Kiki Palmer don't know who anybody is, bro. <laughs> y'all got to check out Kiki Palmer on Twitter. She one of the funniest people ever. She just recently said that um, the one role she always wanted, she wanted to be one of the kids on Are We There Yet? And that's a show where Ice Cube um, plays this guy trying to pursue a woman and he ends up taking her kids across country to get to her and you know back in the day niggas would do anything for the poop poop <laughs> dudes are taking the kids cross country to get something but the thing is is that here's the crazy part about it what if you get it and it ain't worth it what if you do all that to get it and it ain't worth it i know i had mad um me and my mom my mom had mad misters my mom had a couple misters in my life where they was like trying to do anything to get some of that 
<laughs> from my mom. You know your mom. You know your mom bad when she got a lot of misters in your life. Just know that one of them misters bought you a PlayStation or bought you some sneaks one day or helped contribute to the household. So hold the misters down, Mister Ed, Mister Ringle, Mister John, Mister Steve, Mister whatever they name is. You know what I mean? Make sure you you pray that that Mister one day got things took care of because he definitely dropped hundred and fifty dollars in your mama account. A couple times and might not have even gotten nothing, man. Oh, we got a visit. I talked about Miles Bridges. He just got charged with felony domestic child abuse after an alleged assault on his partner. I hope they find a way to fix and rectify that between the family and between him. I hope he gets the help he needs because this is not ending good. And hopefully they can come together as a family or break apart as a family and figure it out. I just don't wish. I don't play that domestic abuse stuff. Like I hope I don't, but I also know that things happen as a man. As long as there's not no um, sexual assault or none of that stuff involved, and you getting handsy, you getting handsy. I think you should like. You shouldn't sit a jail sentence unless it's been like reoccurring, reoccurring. That this is my opinion. Don't hold this over the white head. You shouldn't be beating up no women. That's first and foremost. In no way, no how, you shouldn't be beating up a woman. But I don't know what happened. Like he could have been like, "Get off me!" and swung, boop, and hit her in the eye. And then you know, women, y'all like Once you accidentally hit a woman, everything on her fucks up. But if you holding on a woman, like ooh, 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 like how um Quagmire on Family Guy, how he was his um brother was beating up his sister. I mean, his um brother-in-law. Well, his sister's boyfriend was beating up his sister no you got to die you ain't gonna be beating up on my little sister like that you got and they smoked him that's what they did on family guy that was a dark episode of family guy they smoked quagmire's sister boyfriend (laughs) they smoked him they ran him over with a tractor and buried him in the (laughs) ground (laughs) for beating up his sister and i I mean some of y'all who are habitually assaulting y'all women yeah you deserve to get smoked you habitually abusing a woman and putting your hands on them and then abusing a child, ain't no way you don't deserve for something to happen to you. That's just what happened. We we ain't just beating the shit out of Sesame Street characters. We beating the shit out of niggas who beat their women all the time. That's what we doing. I can't wait to get a gang of superheroes like the Seven and the Boys and we just start doing this shit. Like, don't let me get superpowers. I'm abusing them. But I'm abusing them in the right way. Like, I'm going to abuse them how Batman abuses his superpowers. Like, I'm just beating the shit out of people. That's what I'm doing. But I appreciate y'all for coming here. All right, shout out to Deezus and Murrow. They just ended their little run together they had a split joe coy and chelsea handler had a split these is a bro had a split oh these people i'm so glad that i got some greatness out of this like i got joe coy's netflix specials out of this and i got a these is a bro show that was on showtime and he had a long run and it's crazy that they went from a podcast to late night similar to what i would love to do i would love to take this podcast of just me 15 minutes with me and have it as a show 15 minutes with me y'all think i could do it if y'all don't think I could do it, you need to unsubscribe. Don't be here if you got negative thoughts about my goals and aspirations. You know what I mean? But before we get out of here, we're going to get y'all the rap bars of the night, man. About the, the rap, I call it the rap philosophy of the night. We coincide in the same way. Like, this is from Nasir Jones. No idea is original. 
We coincide, we in the same life, maybe a time difference on a different coast, but we share the same sunlight. You're part of the world, might be like colors and gangs, while on my side, brothers are murder for different things. But it all revolve around drugs, fame, and shorty, stuck for your bling, stripped for your chain, the same story. Shout out to Nasir Jones from Classic Rap Philosophy, man. Listen, no ideas original, so nothing you do is the best thing ever. It's nothing new under the sun, man. It's not what you do, it's how it's done. I appreciate y'all for listening to the podcast. Tune in to the next episode. In the words of Nasir Jones, stay blessed, stay smart. Peace.